Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Let's talk about auto theft on the rise across Canada now. This is now a billion-dollar industry here when it comes to stealing vehicles across our country. Where do these vehicles end up? Sometimes they end up outside of Canada. I've got Michael Rota standing by to discuss. Now, this happened to our family once uh, several years ago now. Our family minivan disappeared from our driveway overnight. Very strange. Police did find the vehicle several days later, been abandoned, stolen by somebody. And they were somehow able to hack into our vehicle and create like a duplicate key. We had like this anti-theft system in this van. That didn't stop them. They were able to somehow hack into the vehicle. That is happening more often. High-tech auto theft. Have a listen to this report here now from Global News. Dealing with stolen cars, nothing new for police. But this is another level. I was surprised because I know that these cars can be stolen in this manner, but it shocked me to see how quickly, simply, this happened. Forget about prying open the car door or stealing keys. This carjacking operation works off a couple of iPads in a backpack and a cable antenna known as a signal booster. Watch how quickly it happens. The cable is hung by the front door It detects the key fob inside the house, records the code, then that code is used to start the vehicle, and within 18 seconds, the car is gone. The cars are being exported outside of Canada? Uh, Yeah, Uh, sometimes these cars end up as far away as Africa or elsewhere on the black market. Okay, let's discuss now with my guest, Michael Rota. Michael is the president and CEO, Canadian Finance and Leasing Association, one of Canada's top experts on this. Michael, thank you for coming on today. Thanks, Mike, for having me. Yeah, I appreciate it a lot. And your group recently released a report on this. How often is a, is a vehicle stolen in Canada? That happens a lot, right? We estimate uh, approximately every six minutes a vehicle is stolen somewhere in Canada. Every six minutes. Okay, so by the time we get to the next commercial break here, someone's, someone's car is going to be stolen. What is the... Uh, is that rising? Is that number rising? Absolutely. Uh, across Canada, it's gone up about... Uh, 24% since just since last year. Wow. Um, but if we look at uh, like the last uh, five to seven years in the uh, the GTA area, it's gone up over 300%. Holy smokes. How did we get to this point here? How did that happen? I think it's a couple of factors. One is uh, we became victims of our own success. In the early 2000s, we had a we, we, again, had a bit of a, an epidemic of stolen vehicles, uh, but policing and border services uh, sort of brought their resources to, to bear and manufacturers uh, made some changes to the vehicles amongst uh, a number of other things and brought those numbers precipitously down. Um, however, once those numbers were down, uh, the provincial auto theft teams were disbanded and border services went on to other issues. Um, and you combine that with a, uh, a, a low supply environment um, and a lot and a high demand. Yeah. 
uh, it, it makes the value of these these vehicles jump up again. And uh, Canada, unfortunately, now with with uh, low enforcement, has become a uh, a high reward, low risk environment for thieves to operate in. Yeah, yeah, there's big money out there to be made for sure. So what about the the ability for thieves to break into high tech vehicles? Uh, we heard in that report there about the ability to use an iPad to duplicate a key fob. I mean, these thieves are getting smart. I mean, this isn't like the old days you hotwire a vehicle, right? Now you need a you need an iPad to break into these vehicles. What is going on there? Yeah, correct. So that's what I referenced when I was saying, uh, you know, we've become victors of our own success. Those, uh, uh, the, the, the new electronic push start buttons and uh, anti-theft yeah. devices and tracking devices that are embedded uh, in the vehicles that you purchase, that's what helped to bring down, uh, in, in part, the um, the stolen vehicles in the early 2000s. But yeah. You know, technology is a double-edged sword, and uh, when the criminals have figured a way to um, to defeat those systems, uh, because they're the same across the vehicles, you defeat them in for you know in one brand, you defeat them across the the, the whole uh, offering of that vehicle. So now they use uh, what you described, which is called a relay attack. Um, additionally, there's um, uh, there's a sort of a port that's uh, on a part of the car that's easily accessible from the outside. You can you can hack into that. Uh, so there's a number of, of ways now that criminals can very quickly uh, identify a car, get in either into the port or use a relay attack to get the uh, the code and and be off with your car in 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 not even minutes and seconds. Wow, you mentioned the enforcement issue, Michael, and and I wonder if if Canada is getting disproportionately hurt here on the on these surging vehicle thefts. Like, is it is there a lack of enforcement here? So the reason I say it's an enforcement issue is uh, for for two reasons. Number one, anecdotally, when I speak with uh, insurance investigators, they tell me that when they're recovering um, uh, containers of stolen vehicles overseas, uh, disproportionately, there'll be uh, Canadian vehicles as opposed to U.S. vehicles. And so these are, you know, uh, containers leaving North America. Also, uh, um, speaking with my um, uh, counterparts at the various uh uh, manufacturer associations. I'm told that on for certain brands, uh, the uh, the the theft rate is ten times higher in Canada than in the U.S. So if you then also uh, you know understand that the U.S. is ten times the size, that gives you the magnitude of of the situation in Canada. Wow, that's interesting. And I remember when our vehicle was stolen several years ago. Basically, it was just some. People out for a joyride. People were there was some drug use going on, and the vehicle was abandoned. I wonder if there are some other more maybe more sinister motivations going on for stealing these vehicles, like illegal activities, organized crime. Your thoughts? Yeah. So absolutely. So actually, I'm I'm told by police that the the minority of cases are what you describe, which is. Um, you know, a low-level criminal taking the car for some sort of ancillary crime. So, you know, joyriding, smash and grab, something along that lines. And those vehicles are typically recovered. Um, but the majority of vehicles are being stolen um, by low-level cr- criminals, but, you know, at the behest of organized crime groups um, who then, you know, pay off that that the, the person who actually stole the vehicle and then arrange for the vehicle to either be revinned, so that's changing the vehicle identification number, and sold somewhere either in the same market or in Canada or the U.S., or increasingly to ship those vehicles because they're worth a lot more overseas um, to Africa, Eastern Europe, and Asia, depending on the type of vehicle. Um, and we've seen that that increasing, and it's it is a very lucrative crime, and that 
is actually what's paying for a lot of the the, the guns and drugs uh, and, and other criminal activity with that are that's happening here in Canada. Well, that's amazing. Speaking to Michael Rota, Canadian Finance and Leasing Association, vehicle theft surging across Canada. That's really interesting about this sort of international black market on, that's going on for these stolen vehicles. So where do these vehicles end up? They could end up anywhere, right? I mean, but is it like Africa, Asia, or some of the hotspots? Yeah, so Africa, Asia, and Eastern Europe are the hotspots, depending mm. on the vehicles. So more utility vehicles would be in Africa, sometimes the Middle East. Uh, the luxury vehicles typically would either go to Asia or to Eastern Europe. Um, and it's it's gotten to the point now where Canada has a reputation as being a donor country for stolen vehicles. And I'm told oh. by some automotive exporters that certain carriers now, uh, like so shipping carriers, refuse to take Canadian vehicles on their ships because of the potential liability when they land on the other side. Okay, we talked a little bit about some of the high-tech thefts that are going on. What about, and I heard you talking about this recently, you know, people people heard about carjackings, and that's kind of a, a scary concept. But tell me your concerns about people who are maybe their Uber Eats drivers or their diet, you know, DoorDash drivers, leaving their vehicles running while they're making deliveries. Are, are cars being stolen at that point? Yeah, it's amazing to think that that in this day and age that people still do that. I, I understand the convenience of, you know, you, you think to yourself, well, it's not going to happen to me. I'll leave my car running and an attendant quickly run up in, into the, the condo and, and deliver the food or do whatever. Um, but you come out sometimes and that car's not waiting for you. So, you know, we've been trying to do some public awareness to, to try and, you know, prevent the uh, the theft of vehicles in the first place. And the first first thought of defense, obviously, is don't leave your, your vehicle running in an, an unattended. Um, if you've got a garage, park it in a garage so it has additional safety. Um, if you do have a push button start uh, vehicle, there's ways to defeat the relay attacks. So, for example, these little devices called a Faraday bag. Um, and, or, or sometimes a Faraday locker. And what you do is you put your keys in this little pouch and it blocks the signals from being sent out. So that way, instead of coming home and just dropping your keys you know, on the counter next to the front door, bring the keys deeper into the house and better yet, drop them in one of these bags. They're somewhere between 20 and $40, uh, depending where you buy them and, and how fancy they are. So easy way to sort of make your vehicle a little bit more difficult to steal. And if you're on the top of the list, you're one of these, you know, top 10 stolen vehicles and uh, or, you know, and Ford, Ford F-150s, for example, is a perennial favorite. So it's uh, usually in the top five. I, I don't know where it is exactly this year, um, but also in an expensive vehicle. We sometimes uh, would recommend the investment in what, what are called um, secondary ignitions, uh, which is a, a little uh -huh. bit, you know, that that'll, you're looking at a couple hundred bucks even over a thousand dollars to have that installed um but so what happens is now you have to engage this secondary ignition first before you can engage the primary ignition it makes it much more difficult to steal and if you've got a high value vehicle that's on that list you know it's probably worth that investment what about putting some sort of a tracking device in your vehicle i've heard of people who put like an air tag in their trunk so if it is stolen they can track it so that's helpful um i know the police would say that you you know you should call them first First and and not attend to pick up pick up the vehicle because what some sometimes will happen with the criminals they'll they'll steal the vehicle and they'll park it somewhere else in the city just to cool off and keep an eye on it to see um, you know if it's attracting police attention. Uh -huh. um, however, once it's being sent sent out and it gets to the ports, 
um, was recently at the Montreal uh, Port Authority, and and they were telling me um, with the val with the, the these sort of quantity of containers, even if they know that there's a stolen vehicle in a pile of containers, they're just not able to go in and and interdict that that uh, container and pull the stolen vehicles out. So you'll know where it is, uh, but unfortunately, it's probably still on its way overseas. Hey, Michael, last question for you. Okay, we've covered a lot of ground here. We see the numbers surging here on vehicle thefts in Canada. What is your organization calling for? Can government do more to crack down on this? Yeah, absolutely. I, we, we've seen some uh, some movement at the provincial level. So recently, the Ontario government announced a $52 million program to reinstitute the uh, provincial auto theft uh, team there, along with uh, specialized prosecutors. We'd like to see more provinces, particularly the more populous ones like Alberta and Vancouver and Quebec, do the same thing. Um, that does make a big difference. But uh, where we're, we're not seeing a lot of activity is the federal level. We'd love the federal government to step up, particularly Canada Border Services Agency, and take this uh, issue seriously. We understand that the CBSA, uh, their primary responsibility is keeping bad things like guns and drugs from coming in the country. But that's really only one side of the equation when you're dealing with organized crime. Crime, and you can't solve the equation by only working on one side. You need to attack them on the on both. And we'd like to see some some federal leadership and resources put put towards hardening our borders and making it much more difficult for these to operate within Canada. Michael, thank you for your time today. I appreciate it. Thank you for the opportunity. Have a great you day. Bet. I, same to you. I appreciate it a lot. Michael Rota, there, President, CEO, Canadian Finance and Leasing Association.